You are listening to a recording provided for the use of the blind and print impaired. Materials or items read on Airs LA are the copyright property of the original authors and publishers. No unauthorized use or duplication is permitted. Hello, I'm Don Leary. Welcome to this podcast of articles from Women's Health, a presentation of Airs LA. Today's article is by Jackie Lamb from the March 2023 edition. Identity Shift A major health event can fundamentally transform how you view yourself. Mental wellness experts have advice for finding a new sense of direction. Katie McKnight, 32, knew breast cancer, ran in her family. Her great-grandmother, great-aunt, and grandmother, on her father's side, all had it. When she tested positive for the BRCA1 gene mutation linked to a higher risk for developing the disease, she decided to do all she could to stay healthy, eat well, keep active, limit alcohol, and go to regular screenings. Even so, she was not prepared for the life-altering shock when she was diagnosed in September 2020. I thought of myself as strong and in control of my health and future, says McKnight, who learned she had triple negative breast cancer, which is considered an aggressive form that grows quickly. The environmental scientist feared death, but was also angry because she had been living carefully and thoughtfully to stave off the disease. My diagnosis shattered that sense of who I was. The San Francisco native was already grappling with complicated emotions after finding out. She had psoriatic arthritis, a chronic inflammatory disease that affects the joints. I see my peers and think, I'm not supposed to be in a body that feels 80 years old, she says. I'm supposed to be able to go on long bike trips and camping and not have to worry about taking medication. All fears and frustrations that snowballed when she faced cancer as well. The identity crisis McKnight went through is common among those newly diagnosed. Illness changes your sense of self because there are many inherent losses, and they mostly have to do with giving up the way you were, says Katie Willard Verant, LCSW, who specializes in counseling patients with chronic illness. The diagnosis experience interrupts who you are as a parent, a spouse, and a friend, not to mention your professional roles and how people see you. It also puts you in touch with feelings you may not have been exposed to before, like vulnerability and helplessness, she adds. Six in 10 adults in the U.S. have a chronic condition, and four in 10 are living with multiple conditions, according to the CDC so you or someone you know likely relates. Of course, identity shifts can happen to anyone, not just individuals who are sick, Willard Verant points out. Maybe you had a bad knee injury and now you can't go as hard as you used to, or you become a caregiver for an aging parent. Everyone has to shed old skin and grow a new one, she says. But people with chronic illness live particularly close to that reality, 
Research has delineated four distinct illness identity states, and each has ramifications for physical and mental health. 1. The rejection state is when someone refuses to accept illness as part of their new life. They may not believe they're sick or may minimize the impact of their disease, leading to non-compliance with treatment. Another is the engulfment state, where illness takes over every aspect of life and can result in depression and anxiety. Then there is acceptance, where you embrace the new normal, and it's neither ignored nor all-consuming. Last but not least, there is the enrichment state, which is when someone recognizes that positive changes can and have happened as a result of their sickness, such as resilience and gratitude. Those latter two stages are associated with improved well-being. It might seem as if everyone should strive to reach acceptance and enrichment states and avoid those terrible sounding earlier too, but that's not always possible or realistic. For example, engulfment usually happens when you're in a lot of pain and discomfort. Think of a flare-up of an autoimmune condition. Not something you always have control over. To be clear, the goal is not to get to a particular state and stay there. It's to allow yourself to flow back and forth between states and get quicker at bouncing back from the lows, says Amanda Pratt, LCSW, owner of Imagine Life Therapy. When you're able to do that, you're more likely to be able to be flexible and resilient. There are a number of empowering ways to inch toward the acceptance and enrichment zones if you're struggling to find them. Ahead, women who've been there, starting with McKnight, share how they actually came to terms with their illness and then found their inspiring path forward. Tip one, open yourself up to support. McKnight encourages people to look for ways to let others in, be it a close circle of family and friends or a network of acquaintances. The outdoor enthusiast went as far as updating a website about her treatment experience for loved ones and colleagues, an effort to be radically transparent. Why? The compassion I've received from those around me has been critical in helping me integrate my illness into my identity in a way that allows me to feel self-compassion and support, rather than fear and shame. In addition, McKnight found a local survivor's Slack network for those 45 and under, which showed how she could handle her diagnosis by connecting with others going through a similar one. Looking for a free online community? The moderated website and app, The Mighty, and the Hey Peers groups run by the Center for Chronic Illness, are great places to start. Tip two, identify your mission. Katina Morrison, 38, had lived with joint pain and swelling since childhood, but it became more pronounced and frequent after a car accident in 2012. After seeing 10 plus doctors, the corporate nurse got an answer, rheumatoid arthritis. Her symptoms were so limiting at one point that she couldn't perform everyday tasks, like styling her hair without assistance. 
she lost her sense of dignity and self. Starting simply by voicing her needs at home and work, the Florida-based blogger began viewing her situation as a lesson in self-advocacy instead of limitation. She channeled that newfound strength into starting a business, Nurse Loves Essentials, in 2021 to coach others living with conditions. I transitioned from feeling weak to someone with purpose. Morrison recommends two books to those who want to find their spark, whatever that may be. No, you don't have to start a business. The first is The Mountain Is You by Brianna Weist, which helps pinpoint self-limiting beliefs, including imposter syndrome, which Morrison says many with chronic illness struggle with. Unclear on what your unique talents are right now? The second is The Genius Zone by Gay Hendricks, which helps you ID what you're good at and what brings you the most fulfillment. Tip three, rewrite the narrative. After Annie Brewster, MD, learned she had multiple sclerosis at 32, she went into denial for years. As an internal medicine physician in Boston, she was used to patients being consumed by their diagnosis. I was terrified MS would become me, she says, that it would erase her identity as an athlete or as someone who can push through any issue. Dr. Brewster craved hearing how others in her boat spun their experiences. That gave her hope. So the mom of four founded Health Story Collective, a nonprofit dedicated to helping people with health challenges craft their perspectives and share them with a live audience. We can't change a diagnosis, but it's the meaning we make out of what happens that matters for our mental health. The quote, we're both the main characters and the narrators of our stories, from clinical psychologist and HSC's chief academic officer, Jonathan Adler, PhD, gave Dr. Brewster a lot of hope in the beginning of her journey. We play an active role in deciding how we're going to shape our story. That doesn't mean we have to make it all rainbows and roses, but it's up to us how we interpret it, the meaning we make, how we move forward says Dr. Brewster. Couldn't agree more. Caption, meet your match. Not sure how to get the right kind of mental health help? Look for a therapist who specializes in chronic illness and or grief. Dealing with loss is such a big part of this particular journey, notes Willard Ferrand. Consult three experts you're drawn to and ask them, what did you learn from working with people who live like me? And what are common themes you see in working with chronic illness? Be on the lookout for grief, identity issues, and relationship changes in answers. This should help you gauge whether they understand your unique needs. Caption, Care Crew. Solace from the passenger seat helps keep someone with chronic illness on a path forward. Experts share how to show up for someone thoughtfully in their time of need. Lean into the feels. People are often afraid to explore negative emotions for fear of drowning in them. Allow a friend to wallow for a bit in a safe space and act as a life raft for them by saying, 
I can hear the anger, the sadness, the grief. I can't solve it, but I can sit with it with you. I'm not afraid to hear it, says Willard Ferrant. Zero in on right now. Listen to, ask, and watch for what your ailing bud's quote-unquote happy triggers are, so you can use them as healthy distraction when needed. For instance, if they look worried or overwhelmed, and watching a silly movie usually puts them in a good mood, remind them of that and suggest streaming their favorite binge watch on TV to bring the attention back to a joyful present rather than the unknown future. Share the losses. As a caregiver, it's okay to recognize you've lost parts of your life too. View the shift as a we problem. Say out loud to each other, this is nobody's fault and we're both feeling sad about this, says Willard Verant, to create a sense of camaraderie that will strengthen your relationship. That brings us to the end of today's article, Identity Shift. If you'd like to find out more about Airs LA and the types of programs we offer, follow us by clicking on any of the social media links at the top of our web pages. If you like what you see or hear, please click that button. This podcast is for the sole use of our blind, low vision, and print impaired listeners. Any unauthorized use is prohibited. I'm Don Leary, and I'll be back soon with another article. Thank you for listening. 